Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Thursday, March 23rd, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we'll take you inside the TikTok hearing. Number two, Republicans delay the border bill. And number three, John Thune backs banks in the Indiana Senate run. All right, Jake, let's get to it. The top of Punchbowl News AM is a really fascinating look inside the hearing today that House uh, that is in the House, where you have the CEO of TikTok testifying. Always super interesting to me when company executives come to town, but there's some even more interesting dynamics than usual when it comes to TikTok. Uh, why don't we, we get to it? Yeah, first of all, let's go UConn, beat Arkansas. Thank you very much. Um, there is a... Um, uh, Shu Chu, who is the CEO of TikTok, is coming to the Hill today. This is the Energy and Commerce Committee. Uh, Anna, you and I have covered a lot of these hearings and written a lot about the pre-preparation, the the political dynamics. Um, but think of it this way, okay? Obviously, TikTok was founded by Chinese entrepreneurs. It is now owned by a, a variety of people, including U.S. private equity firms, et cetera. But as this hearing is going on, we have another panel uh, in the House scrutinizing China's role in the fentanyl crisis. Lloyd Austin and Mark Milley uh, will be asked about China's growing military power. High-profile session on the Chinese Communist Party's ongoing Uyghur genocide. U.S. versus China is hot right now on the Hill. It's just one of the big issues. Um, but TikTok is one of the most controversial, popular, um, you know, hotly contested social apps today. Um and the two views are this. I mean, the Hill considers it to be a, 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 a fundamental and existential threat to the United States national security. Kathy McMorris Rogers, the chair, is going to argue that it's a it's a national security risk. It is a risk to the next generation of youth, I guess, uh, uh, people growing up in this country who are, you know, positively addicted, some of them to TikTok. And... Um, uh, Chu is going to be up on the hill for four and a half hours, Anna. Uh, the committee is expecting so many people in the room that they are lowering the temperature as low as it can go. That is according to people who are helping plan this thing. This is just, what do you think, Anna? You you covered business a long time. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, listen, I think all of this stuff, to your point, like on at the meta level, this kind of anti-China sentiment on the hill um, clearly is something that motivates both Republicans and Democrats. I think... Um, the interesting part to me, uh, you know, here is, you know, typically in these situations, a company tries to find somebody. Yeah, it's a good point. On the panel who can be an ally, who can kind of stand up for them or ask them kind of the, the uh, you know, more softball questions. There isn't a single ally that TikTok has here, right, when it comes to the members of Congress. Um, so I think that's super fascinating just to see how that dynamic plays out. I think the second part is just the kind of pre-lobbying effort that TikTok has undergone, right? And it's it's in front of the camera. It's also behind the scenes. The fact that uh, Chu has met with every single member on the House Energy and Commerce panel except for uh, Mr. Pallone because he does not meet with um, you know, uh, people that are testifying before witnesses before they go before the panel. I mean, that's a lot of effort. You don't always see that. The fact that you had Chu going and doing a direct to camera in a hoodie, 
um, you know, kind of TikTok video about the platform. And then they had TikTok influencers, um, dozens of them on the Hill Wednesday, holding a press conference, posting videos. I mean, they are t- they are not taking anything for granted when it comes to uh, the outcomes here, which is probably smart. Um, but just using every tool in the toolbox to try and kind of push back and, and 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 say, you know, obviously they don't want to be banned. They're trying to find a way. It's one thing to be kind of the punching bag of Capitol Hill. It's another thing to actually, you have all of these bills out there that are trying to give the administration, you know, the power to potentially uh, ban this platform. You know, the interesting thing to me, Anna, is that... Um you know, the TikTok is saying, well, we have 150 million Americans on this platform. And CMR, Kathy McMorris-Rogers, the chair of the committee, says in her statement, when you celebrate 150 million users, American users on TikTok, it emphasizes the urgency for Congress to act. So she's not swayed by the 150 million uh, number. In fact, she sees it as a as a down, uh, you know, a downside, a threat. So I've, you know. I've never seen a company. I don't want to say that this is as bad as it's. This is as hostile as it's been between Congress and a social media platform. Of course, Facebook has had hearings before in the past, but I mean, no one ever called to ban Facebook. Um, this is there are bills that have a decent chance of passing um, either chamber. I'm not saying they're going to get signed into law, but a variety of bills to crack down on TikTok that you know are pretty popular, bipartisan in the Senate, bipartisan in the House. Um, that's pretty, that's pretty unusual. Um, and just like you said, I mean, most CEOs come in and have allies. I don't think TikTok has any allies. I mean, I asked the Democrats and the Republicans on this panel, who do you think is, is going to stand up for TikTok? And they said, no one, four and a half hours is a long time. It is going to be something that we will be watching very closely. Let's move on to the number two story of the morning. We've got some news. House Republican leadership has asked Judiciary Chairman Jim Jordan, the Republican from Ohio, to delay a planned markup of immigration and border security bills amid infighting among GOP lawmakers, according to multiple sources directly involved in the process. The panel had planned, Jake, to mark up as many as eight immigration and border bills next week. Of course, one of the biggest promises of this House Republican uh, conference and when they took the majority is that they were going to be, you know, strong on the border, uh, fight, uh, you know, fight on, on, you know, kind of really bring that fight front and center. Uh, but this is, we're into April here and, uh, you know, getting into April here and, you know, they, they have not taken a lot of direct action. Yeah. Um, this is a big, uh, two pronged problem for McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy, the speaker. Um, Number one, he has Chip Roy and Tony Gonzalez, two Texans warring behind the scenes on immigration policy. Um, several sources described it as a personality battle. Um, I think it's a little bit more than that. I think it's there's just some misgivings about the hardline policy on immigration. Um, and, you know, that's that's going to be a problem. Um, all, and also the second prong here is that. Just like I said, moderates are not completely comfortable with this hardline policy. They're just not. Um, And part of this could be chalk. I mean, putting this front and center is was was a risk. I mean, you're going to have there are a number. There is a small minority of Republicans enough to bring this bill down that does not want to have a hardline immigration stance in the House in the House Republican conference, period, period. Um, But. 
they are confident that after this April break, which starts um, uh, the week after next, that's the Easter Passover spring break for Congress, two weeks uh, for the House at least, um, they are confident that they will get this done. I I, I, I am um, I'm a little bit bearish, to be honest with you, Anna. I think it's going to be difficult to rally around a policy. Going to be something uh, very interesting if they don't end up doing anything on here. They'll have to. They, that would be a huge failure. How much they have used this really uh, as as one of the main talking points for their majority. All right, let's go to the number three story of the morning. We also have some news here that Senate Minority Whip John Thune is endorsing Representative Jim Banks, the Republican from Indiana, and his candidacy for the Senate. Yet another GOP leader choosing sides. In the Hoosier State's primary, Banks is a six-year veteran of the House, and he's already earned a lot of endorsements that we have talked about on this podcast from everybody from uh, Senator John Barrasso, the number three Senate Republican. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell has lent his name to a fundraiser for Banks, as well as NRSC Chair Steve Deans, calling Banks one of Republicans' top recruits. Banks is going to run out of people to to, to endorse him soon. He has... Unlike anybody I've seen in a open seat primary, he has just garnered the endorsement of every important House or Senate Republican. That is, um, no other Republicans are running against him. Um, Democrat can't win this seat in today's Indiana. Obviously, it was held by uh, you know Evan By Joe Donnelly represented Indiana Democrats in the Senate. That's not Indiana anymore. Um, uh, Banks is cleaning it up, uh, and uh, you know I. I pretty amazing uh it's a pretty pretty big sh- uh, show of strength by jim banks and um uh thune is only the most recent important republican to do this all right with that two quick notes one very exciting news jake we are growing if you're interested in the intersection of business and journalism and want to help build our fast-moving startup we have three new roles that we are hiring for uh, director of client engagement, growth marketer, and business analyst. You can go to our homepage and career page and check that out. We'd love, if you're interested in this, uh, to apply for those jobs. It's going to be a lot of fun. You work closely with me as well as our growing team. And also just wanted to flag at 9 a.m. I'm going to be interviewing House Appropriations Committee ranking member Rosa DeLauro, the Democrat from Connecticut, to discuss women's access to healthcare. A lot happening in that space. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. If you like The Daily Punch, please talk about it, share it on social media. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. You can also sign up for our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.